This is the Voice of the Land podcast with your hosts, Kevin Arnold and Nick Paulus. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another Sunday without football. Welcome on in to another edition of the Voice of the Land, a big play production all on the Big Play Network and partnered with Web Streaming Studio by LPV Productions. I am one of your hosts, Kevin Arnold, and I will be joined in just a moment by my brother across the table, Nick Paulus, and our producer extraordinaire behind that proverbial glass, Peter Tellup. Of course, you can always find us on social media. We go live every Sunday right around this time at 7 p.m., but you can always catch the show on replay on all those sites. Follow us at VTL underscore pod on Twitter and Instagram. And you can always catch the show there on Instagram at Voice of Land on Facebook at Voice of Land Podcast on YouTube. Maybe a TikTok coming soon. We don't know. It all depending on sponsorship. If we get one, you best believe we will get a TikTok <laughs> and we will let you know all about that. You can always catch us also on the Big Play Network, as we mentioned, Big Play's Facebook page or their YouTube page at Big Play Live, and always on that Sportscaster app. And if you just want to listen to the audio, you don't want to see our faces, go ahead. After the show is done throughout the week, if you're listening right now and you're one of those religious... Uh, diligent listeners, I will say, to Google, Spotify, Apple, the audio edition of podcast format of this show. We thank you so much for tuning in. We can't thank you enough there. We got to also thank our sponsor for Voice of Land, DP Construction LLC. Reach out to them for all those concrete construction needs. Our buddy Tyler LaFrada and Uncle Steve will get you all hooked up. You can reach out to them by phone, 330-217-4999. That's 330 330- 217-4999. Follow them on Facebook at DP Construction LLC. You can also message them, message them there for a quote and even reach out to Tyler by his email, tylerlafrada at gmail.com. As you can see, all that contact information up on the screen. If you're listening to the audio, go ahead and if you want to reach out to them, you got some concrete construction questions for them, go ahead, either tune into live or just reach out. Uh, all three avenues, we they will get back to you quickly, and they will do a beautiful job if you check out their pictures on Facebook. As we said, this is The Voice of Land, and we are here to talk Cleveland sports as we always do. But before we jump into everything, we know we got to talk Cavs. J.J. Watt, watch, I guess, is still going on. Pitchers and catchers are down there in Goodyear, Arizona, and we got some fun topics to c- cover at the end. But before we get into everything... How's your Sunday been? How's your, how's your, what is it? The second Sunday without football? Yeah, second Sunday. Yeah. So, yeah, that sucks. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You're not having football out there. Uh, Other than that, you know, not, not a terrible Sunday. Got a workout in, so that was fun. Uh, Got my ass kicked by Marvell, so thank you very much, Marvell, for that. Uh, But yeah, other than that, yeah, no, not a terrible Saturday. How about uh, yours, Peter? Jeez, I don't. What did I even do yesterday? <laughs> I mean, honestly, I'm trying to trying to think. I did I did something. I don't even know. So I I had a long weekend, which was kind of nice. So on Friday, I took the day off because I had to go renew my drone license because it's been four years already. Wow, since I've done that. So mm. uh, every two years, you got to renew it. So uh, happy to say, I passed with flying colors. So there you go. You know, I can I can fly 
my drone legally and you know <laughs> so if you need some uh, drone video or pictures hit me up uh and we can take care of that for you there we all night all nice and legal keep you <laughs> keep those faa fines away from you there you go there you go yeah it's been a it's been an okay sunday it's been yeah. you know uh just a nice kind of went down to visit the future in-laws but not in the in the best of terms, I guess you get. I guess you would say, um, you know, got to visit with them this weekend. But okay. I, ju- I just want to send my best always for their hospitality, sure, and everything they do, and with everything kind of going on uh, down there right now with the family. Uh, I just always want to send my best. Our prayers from the voice of land. We're always thinking about you guys to the uh, fence to maker. Hyde, McGrew, extended family. Um, I could get into all the extended tree, right. but, uh, you know, just that extended family, we want to give you our best, our prayers, everything out to all of our best wishes that we can. And uh, thank you so much for what you do for me always when I come down to visit with my fiance, future Mrs. Arnold. There you go. It's the first time I heard that out loud. First time? First time. Really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's, I like it. Yeah. I like it. Has a nice ring to it, right? It does. <laughs> she got a nice ring too. So there you go. <laughs> uh, but we are, we are going to jump in here to talking about the Cavs. They are going to play tonight against. I guess we got to talk about them. I guess we do. Yeah. They're going to play against the Thunder tonight. Um, but I did see that uh, Kelly, your wife, came mm-hmm. in tonight, and she's sporting the Voice of Land T-shirt back there. And she the, uh, is in the peanut gallery. Yeah, <laughs> I was going to call it the audience. I was, but, but yeah, she, she, she has good taste today. Right. Oh, Peter's <laughs> got it on Peter's too. Rocking it too. Yeah. If only he had a camera on him where all you, oh, all of you, could see that. I, I one just, of these days. One of these days. I, I mean, I decided <laughs> to kind of harken back to some better Cavs times with uh, you I'm know, glad, a little, a little I'm block. Gl- yeah, yeah, that that gives me a little bit of you know promise yeah. and hope and. <laughs> Brings a good just rejoiced in the past yeah. glory. Brings a good aura to the show, right? It does. You know? But if you want some Voice of Land gear, you watch us, you tune into the audio, go ahead and reach out to us. VoiceLand.com and uh, backslash or forward slash. Which one is it? I, I think it's a forward slash forward shop. Sla- but forward there's sh- a link right on the, the yeah. front page. And, you know, we've got cups and shirts and... We got them all. Uh, we got them. Yeah, we, we do. Don't, we don't have hats yet because I got to no. figure that no out hats. because the embroidery, I guess, is a little tricky. Oh. What's like your dream wish of like a t- to have our faces on something? I mean, mine's. What would be cool? Mine's a hat because I mean, you got the a hat because then sure. you got the traditional look because I got my hat on backwards. You right. got yours on forwards. You know, I need I like that. I need a flat brim snapback version, though. Peter. I think the hat would be pretty cool. I mean, really, I, I, I don't know how how easy that would be to do. Well, I'm going to go off brand a little bit. Mm. I want a robe. Oh, you want robe. a robe? I want Ooh. a robe. Ooh, yeah, that's... voice of the land robe. Maybe, maybe that's we, fancy. Christmas present, future Christmas present. I don't know how you're going to do that, Kelly. But I mean, if we're going good luck down, with that, we're going down but, that road. I'll yeah. take a tracksuit. Right, see a tracksuit. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll take the full thing. I'll take the full thing, and we got I like the, it, yeah. got the big picture on the back, got a little patch oh, here on the left. Absolutely, you know, Are we talking that, like a velour tracksuit. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> I mean, we're going all. If we're making this stuff, we're going to go all out for this. Yeah. I mean, I think a billboard would be cool. I'd like to see our billboard. Billboard. <laughs> Do you know how crazy expensive billboards are? Oh yeah, they are. It, it's it's crazy for like thirty days, depending on where they're at and stuff like that. Yeah, they get up to like five to ten thousand dollars for like thirty days. 
I'll pay for like one little (laughs) bottom corner square. (laughs) The rest can be whatever it is. Fifty dollars in this project. What what a lot of people don't. They're on like a McDonald's (laughs) voice of the land. McDonald's. What a lot of people don't realize, and now that I'm thinking about this, is in the parking lot outside. There's a billboard truck. My God, that's right. (laughs) Let's just put our mugs on that thing and drive it around town. There we go. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna make a call tomorrow. (laughs) See there, Peter's next level thing. There you go. Next level right there. Awesome. Oh. <laughs> the Cavs are not next level thinking right no, now. No, no. <laughs> Great segue. <laughs> they are not next level thinking right now. And Cavs are struggling. They're 10 and 18, 10 and 19 at this point. They've lost. I lost count of how many in a row. And it's we talked about it last week because of the Andre Drummond situation, because they had just talked about how they are going he's not going to play until they can find a trade partner or they have to basically cut ties with him and wave him where he can go sign with any team. But as you look at these last few games, as he's not as he hasn't played, nothing has really changed. So as our title says. Cavs, and I'll throw this to you first, Paulus. Yeah. Cavs, what the hell is going on? You know what? We talked about this yesterday on ESPN Cleveland Overtime. Mm. Little, little, trying to do a little show on, on Saturdays yeah. now. Uh, they're opening up the checkbook a little bit there. So hopefully, fingers crossed, we'll, we'll see how that goes. But we talked about that yesterday, and... And Chris Oldak, he was talking about the possibility of like putting blame. You have to blame someone at this point in time. You're what ten and twenty, ten and twenty one. You've lost nine straight games. You got to put the blame somewhere. He was trying to put the blame on Kobe Altman. And, like, the one fault that I have with Kobe is having Kevin Love sign that egregious contract, okay? Like, I am all for blaming Kobe Altman for that because you didn't need that to be done, okay? And we knew Kevin's track history of, of what's going on. If you if you knew you were going to start tanking, just go full-on tank mode at that point in time. Getting past that, that's been about two years now, two, two and a half mm. years, whatever it's been. Um the last two years, I don't know if I want to blame Kobe, though, for, for, for all of that sort of stuff. Tell me you wouldn't do these trades. Tell me you wouldn't have traded to get Andre Drummond for literally nothing. Right. You know, literally, you gave up like a second round pick and two scrubs. Okay, to get Andre Drummond. Now it's a pretty, pretty big contract coming back. But what happens when you've, whenever you got uh, Andre, and then you made the switch, to JB Bickerstaff at the end of last year, you start winning games. They went 500. You and I, we were talking about it. You know, maybe give them the opportunity in the bubble to see what they can do, and mm-hmm. you know, and kind of go from there. They were 500 with JB going into uh, this this coming up season. They got their season canceled uh, due to COVID, and then they jump right back into it, and they. Start start off hot okay and then you get a, a a massive trade is about to happen in the nba and the brooklyn nets need a third party to take off some contract mm-hmm. okay so then they contact the Cavs and go hey do you guys want jared allen uh, for literally nothing <laughs> it's like yeah absolutely we'll take him you take him so obviously to me you're gonna do those contracts and at that point in time you were like in fourth place in the east and you had just beaten or well you, you in in a couple of days you beat the nets back-to-back games okay the issue is is as soon as that trade happened i think they're like four and 12 since that trade happened now okay yeah 
feelings got hurt on that team. The players are who I'm going to blame. Okay. If you had to blame one person, I was going to ask you and I was going to kind of throw it around the table too, to look at this in two angles. Right. Is there a person or a group on the team that you blame the the most? It's the group because the players, they got their feelings hurt. They got to the point of like, Hey, we're fourth place in the East and you're making trades, you know, to to bring in someone that's going to replace Andre Drummond in in the first place. And Andre was playing great. If we all remember, you know, a month and a half ago, Andre was playing really solid. A lot of people were like, Hey, he might be an all-star, you know, he might be an Mm -hmm. all-star, you know, kind of guy. Um, But as soon as the feelings, Feelings got hurt and people started questioning their position on the team it, along with the uh, the Kevin Porter Jr. stuff. Everyone started questioning what's going on. They're walking on eggshells and you can't play any team sport like that. Whenever that happens, a lot of bad things start happening and that's exactly what's happening. We were like number one or number two defensively ranked yeah. Yeah. You know, for, for the first you know couple of games of the year whenever we were in fourth place. We, are, we have a net rating of uh, of offense and defense 30th that's dead last in the league folks we are 30th on offense and 29th on defense the only worst off or i'm sorry the only worst defense in the league is dallas like you can't survive doing this and it's because the players got their feelings hurt and now you have to do this whole andre needs to sit because we know he's not going to be playing now mm. but people are still walking on on eggshells i don't know what they can do to fix this because like the players just aren't listening to jb and i think you and i are both in agreement jb bickerstaff should not be blamed at all yeah, you know, at, at least my my opinion of it, I, like I understand he's trying to mix up a lot of things right now. But like, if the players just aren't playing defense, which is all effort, I don't know what else you can say or do. That's where I'll disagree. Okay, is that okay? I can place blame on JB Bickerstaff. I'm not placing all of it. Right now on Friday, you're not firing him. I'm not firing okay. him. But Coach Kev is going to... You're going to give him a warning shot? Coach Kev hasn't come out for a long time. It's been so a minute. It, yeah. Let's uh, break it open. Warm things up a little bit here in Coach Kev's corner. <laughs> Listen, I understand that this Cavs team is going through a lot of different things. Sure. And Kobe's having to juggle a lot. And the team is dealing with a bunch of injuries. So as that started to happen, even though they were they started out hot and you saw what this team could potentially be with everybody there and in the right position, now everybody's jumping around and being getting in different positions. We it still was kind of on the right track. You get those two wins against the Nets, and you make that trade, and all hell breaks loose. Yeah. And it comes down to, yeah, in hindsight. Kobe gets some blame. I don't want to put a negative spin on that, but what you said, signing that Kevin Love deal and some of these other deals with the team, like you can't get rid of contracts because there's so much left in them and there's so much money. Teams don't want those contracts. Agreed. That's how that's how the business works. You're, it's so difficult and you can't get Kevin Love on the floor. You can't get some of these guys. Some of these guys aren't on the floor. Ever. I don't even view Kevin Love as a part of this team. It, like I know he's practicing now and God bless him, but like I don't view him as as even a part of this team. But you're going to see that like his comeback delayed even more now because of where this team is now at. How deep they have gone from where they started. It does come down to the players too because 
you're getting it's one thing we talked about this last week and we talk about this all the time and I can't stand harping on it but I'm going to as long as I need to you can't coach you can coach effort you can't coach talent so if you're being if it's talent that wins out each night and you're they've gone through a stretch where they've faced some of the better teams in the NBA this season. It was a hell of a West Coast stretch. It really was. Right. And you know what kind of a battle it is to win the Western Conference every single year. Even in that bubble down there. Right. It was I mean the Nuggets came on down there. You had I mean, I know the Clippers did what they typically do, but you got a bunch of teams, Utah Jazz, Jordan Clarkson, who we used to have, is probably going to be the sixth man of the year for Utah. That's right. almost sewn up out there. So you know how difficult that is, but it's it's one thing if you know the game is kind of that six to eight point range for sure. a while because you're giving, like that effort is always there. It's that culture that you're establishing. And that brings me to why I place some blame on J.B. Bickerstaff. Young team, injuries, Get it. Yeah. But if the culture is strong enough, the effort is going to be there. I don't know that it would be the record would be much better. And if I heard a conversation driving home one day from work about, well, this team probably wouldn't even be much better with a Phil Jackson or Larry Brown or some of the great coaches of all time. Right. I think it would be not by many games, but I think it would be because they are coaches that were able to establish a culture. I they so let, let's think of like the let's think of like some of the better coaches in the mm. league. Right? Let's say Steve Kerr, right? Okay, that that probably probably top three coach in the league right now. You know, going in the league right now. Where do you think that this Cavs team at 10 and 20, I believe, correct? 10 and 20 sound about right? Yeah. Okay. Where do you think that they would be right now? With with Steve Kerr, just swap out coaches right now. (sighs) Probably, I would give them two or three more wins because Steve Kerr took over our already. So still out of the playoffs. Still out of the playoffs. I'm not saying that these great coaches would have them in the playoff picture. Right. But it's the effort that you're not seeing as a Cavs fan as the basketball fan that you guys and everybody that tunes in all the time knows that I am. Yeah. It is so difficult to watch this team because you, there's always that one game here or there throughout a season where, you know, they guys lose interest. There's just, there's just nothing out there and you're going to get blown out. Any team that goes to Miami, you, you know, they're they're going out to the clubs, they're partying it up down there. You know, it's going to be a bad night. If you go down to Miami, man, imagine if there was a team in Vegas. (laughs) Yeah. That'd be, that'd be pretty bad. Cause LA is even, you know, can, can bring that, but not as much as Miami. It's Miami and Vegas. Well, I mean, LA is is fantastic as well. It's just hard to get around. (laughs) Right. Yeah. But I, I think, yeah, I think you're right. If Vegas, Vegas, after COVID yeah. is going to blow oh, up, obviously. So the Raiders, I don't know how you're going to win a home game. <laughs> you know what? Honestly, might be the best home field advantage that you get is, is you know, getting all these players coming in, going to the yeah. casinos and strip clubs and, and everything like that out in Vegas. So might be their best home field advantage. Yeah, how many actual Raiders fans will be in that stadium, though? Because, you know... Raiders fans travel because they've moved they around so much. Yeah. Now, they're, now they are out of the state of California where they originally were from mm-hmm. so that does make it a little bit more difficult but the silver and black always travels they, that that's a fact they do and we know cleveland fans travel too 100%, so yeah. you know we could world's always, team world's team you know world's <laughs> team but 
it's it's so hard to watch this watch this team because those one-off games that I'm talking about, they've had several yeah. in this stretch of nine losses in yeah. a row. And that cannot happen if even if this year isn't a year that you make the playoffs and you start building, trying to learn how to win on bigger stages, if that's not quite this year, if the culture isn't there, we got into a heated debate about Ohio State, about the habits that were being established while they were still winning, yeah. the bad habits that still came back to haunt them throughout the year. This team is still being haunted by the same issues, not playing defense well, turning the ball over, yep. teams getting a lead on them, and them just kind of giving up. And until you get to that, really the back end of the back end of the roster, because you've already had to bring up guys from the G League, Yeah, you know, you see these games that are getting unwatchable to the point of 38 40 point deficits like that's not good basketball again i'm not i and i know it always sometimes when i get into my coach mode and right. that coach's hat comes on my head i know that it sometimes seems like i'm asking my teams my coaches to be perfect i'm sure. not looking for that i understand Agreed. the realism of right. where this team is at and what they actually could compete for this year should everything gone how the start of the season was and they were in more of a consistent route and had more consistent consistent players yeah. available to them but you still got to bring the energy the effort and the heart because those things can be coached and especially with a young group that are impressionable and they don't know any better right that's the best kind of group to get in the nba to establish your coaching culture and if you can't do that with that group you're going to have a very hard time establishing yourself as a head coach in the league. JB's always been a good assistant coach. I'm not saying fire him. I'm not saying we need to get rid of him. I, and, and I, but, yeah. but a reset button is needed. And I hope that, you know, as they kind of get into the stretch of some teams more on their level, they can find a rhythm because they had several practice days in a row. I'm hoping we see that sort of reset button soon where. He says, look, fellas, we know where we're at. We know what kind of injuries we're dealing with. I know everything that's going on off the court right now. We still got basketball games to go play. You guys tell me you want to be about winning. I've told you we want to be about winning. Right. If we're going to be honest with each other and actually live up to what we have told each other, we need to go out on the floor and get the job done. If if our best isn't good enough that night, well, we better figure out how to improve upon our best. But we live with that result, knowing we gave our best that night, yeah. learn from it, add more to our game, and go from there. At this point in time, we just need a win. Yeah. Like, like you need a win to break this spell. And as we're talking right now, they are in the first uh, first quarter here for mm. us. Uh, Cavaliers are leading twenty two to fifteen against uh, the Thunder. Yeah. So you know, there there you go. Right. Like just get a win, get out of here, and like because you only have after this game, you only have five games left. You know, in the first half of the season, mm. and then they're going to come out with the second half schedule, and you know, kind of go from there. 
but yeah, I mean, you have winnable games. I mean, you have the Hawks at home, yeah. you have the Rockets at home. You got to go to Philly, so that one's a tougher one. And then you have uh, uh, the you know at the Rockets, and then you end up with the Pacers at home. I see at least two or three winnable games right there. Right. Okay. So out of those five games, just just try and get one or two wins. You know, because if you go into the half with a what a fifteen game losing streak mm. that is bad that is bad juju right there so try to just get a win you know palette cleanse hit the all-star break have a week off and then just read you know, reboot from there i do think that they do need to trade andre here yeah before the second half you know starts up i think the because trade deadline is march 1st i okay so i thought uh, it, i thought it was like in the middle of march okay. maybe it, it, it's within those first couple weeks at least either way like yeah. i think that you need to trade him all-star break or before mm. okay just get it done out of the way and and hopefully that might be a part of the reboot culture setting uh that that you're talking about right. maybe just once again i just think these guys just need a win you know to win and get it out of their minds because they've lost nine straight games which is three weeks worth of three almost a month's worth of games and and, and at this point in time you just need that palate cleanse yeah, the deadline is the 25th. Oh, wow. March 25th. Okay, okay. Yeah, so, 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 okay. Day so, day before it turns 30. Well, there you go. So, that, that's what we need, though. We we, yeah. we need that just to be done and over with. That's what we need. I'll take some uh, big You'll, basketball headlines right around my right. birthday. Andre Drummond for a top 60 protected pick. There you go. <laughs> the, the day after my birthday. So. Hey, well, uh, hey, there we go. Birthday I'm, boys. Hey, yeah. I'll be my new. wife's birthday is uh, the 28th. Correct. Just make sure you ask it. That's I'm, never obviously. Uh, I knew yeah. it. Obviously. Yeah, I'm not gonna go. Over that. I'm Maybe. not going down that road of asking through the <laughs> microphone right now. I know that she's uh, she's she might be listening or she's taking a nap after our long trip this week. But I'm not. I'm there not gonna go. go there. I'm not gonna take the chance. <laughs> not taking the chance. But. I mean, you said they need at least a win. The Cavs need a win. Just palate cleanse. Yeah. They're up right now in the first quarter. I'm not saying that they would win because they win the first quarter, but right. they need to see a lead after a quarter or a half up on that scoreboard because good. by by half number two, the games are mostly over. They're they're unwatchable. Yeah. God, I hope we get some big storylines around the league around that time. That'd be because <laughs> it can't go anywhere for your birthday. So, you know, that's yeah. a good point. Yeah. You know, Again. So, <laughs> so yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's right. <laughs> right. I forgot. Well, yeah. cause, cause you guys Joe, are double well, dipping on yeah, the COVID well, well, aspect. Joe, yeah. Joe's birthday is St. Patrick's Day. Oh. So he was supposed to have a big... Well, he was I mean, we have, say, yeah. oh, but it's not like he's yeah. able to drink for... No. <laughs> he's got a few oh, years. He, well, he was supposed to have his big birthday party. He wanted all his friends. Birthday party. Birthday. Sure, yeah. We had everything, like, booked and everything. Oh, yeah. And he had a, his friend's party March 13th, that Friday. That was their um, first day of spring break. Dude, he went to that, his yep. friend's party. Everything shut down. Yep. So, I mean, we postponed, postponed, postponed. Now Man. it's like, well, dude, well, you're going on year two. <laughs> we, we, we keep telling, because, you know, like I said, Kelly's birthday is the, you know, uh, March 28th. And we keep telling her that, you know, it's just delaying her, her birthday. So, like, she'll mm. be 30 this year as well. And uh, it, it's at that point 30, in time. 30, 30, let's go. It, at this point in time, we're just like, well, you're still 28. 
Yeah, like you still haven't had your 29th yeah, right. birthday. Didn't count. I so, see it. Right, I yeah. See so you're so still it. technically 28. I got two years, for a couple of years. to catch up. Exactly, like right? That's a lot of cake. That, I, uh, soon I'm future. down. <laughs> well, I, I will not be 30, so. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just say, we'll just leave it right. 31. 31. Yeah. How about that? And, and then <laughs> some. <laughs> you know, the, the look your wife gave me when I said 30, oh. 30. Oh, yeah. That's, that's how I really feel. I was like trying to, like, Trying to get some good energy. Yeah, in here. get some uplifting energy. Yeah, yeah no, no, no. no. Well, it's crazy. I just fed her, so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of some uneasy feelings, I know that you kind of posed this question to the group, but as the own, if you were to take Dan Gilbert's shoes or even yeah. be the owner of this team, just real quick, how do you? What is your plan right now, seeing where this team is at and what it's gone through since LeBron left again and trying to build a team without once-in-a-generation type player because you know it's going to be a long time yeah. before the Cavs get that opportunity to have that type of guy playing for them again? What is your plan of attack? What are you telling your front office executives sure. and and the guys on the or even the coaches I, and the guys on the team. If I'm Kobe, if I'm Dan, okay, mm. because Dan runs this whole show. Okay. I mean, he, nothing mm. good's past Dan. If I'm in Dan's shoes, I would go and tell I would go and tell everyone like you are safe, Kobe and JB. Mm. You are safe. I'm not going to threaten to fire you. I know I pulled the trigger, you know, pretty quick a lot of times in the past, but you guys are safe cuz I do once again, I believe Kobe can be a really solid GM in this league. We need to give him a little bit more time to work out some stuff. Mm. I understand the Kevin Love deal did not work out. I understand Darius Garland has not worked out right now, okay? Um um, Dylan Windler, whatever, you know, but you, you had KPJ and he looked like a stud. So, you know, you can identify talent. Right. Okay. It's just unfortunate. KPJ had some issues and, and we did everything possible to work it out. Just wasn't doing anything. Just, just wasn't working. And no. now he's balling out in the G league down <laughs> yeah, in is. Houston. Yeah, he is. You're averaging 35 and, you mm -hmm. know, a night down there, whatever. With all their issues, he'll be up to the Rockets in it, no time. No doubt. No doubt he will. And he's going to be, <laughs> he, he'll be a pro down there he'll yeah, he be a will. good he will he'll be a really solid bench player starting off and hell maybe a starter eventually keep the head on straight and he can no no doubt no doubt he has the talent uh that being said once again i'm letting all the guys know like hey you guys are safe but we do need to make the trade i don't care for what you make the trade to get andre drummond out of here and once again andre has been nothing but professional and and we are thankful for that but andre the best thing for you where do you want to go like I, I don't care. Give me a second round pick in in twenty twenty three. You know, you know, like just give me something. I, yeah. It doesn't even have to be anything. Just I need you off the books. I need you out of here. And once again, if you can find any way to get Kevin Love out of here as well, do it. Yeah. it I know it, there's there's no ill will towards Kevin. Mm -mm. You know, he's probably beloved on the team. But you know what? Like if you can't get out there, what's your best ability? Your availability. That's right. If you can't be out there, I'm sorry. We don't need you on this team, and you're still owed like $60 million. Get anything for those guys. You're not going to get much. I get that. But you do need the palate cleanser, okay? And you just need to keep tanking. 
At this point in time, I'm sorry. It is what it is. Hopefully you get better than the fifth pick in the draft. If you have the worst odds in the NBA, I understand the way that the lotto lotto system is now. It's Mm. completely different. It's not rigged like it used to be where you could just be dead last and get a top two or three pick. Okay, that's not happening. Apparently this draft is supposed to be really damn good. Okay, I don't want to miss out on that. I understand, like, just, just go full tank mode. Let everyone know you're safe. But if you don't start producing next year, that's when we're going to have some issues. I understand it right now, but after this year, like, mm. you better start producing. Yeah. That's what I, that's what I would do. Peter, I know we haven't, uh, apologize, we haven't gotten you on the topic <laughs> either, but is there is there kind of one angle that you see that an owner could, a one stance an owner could take in terms of Dan Gilbert even just owning a basketball team for a young team like this to kind of get the message across the board? What is our mission statement? What should the owner be saying? See, that's a good question because, honestly, I don't know. I mean, I think, <clears throat> you know, right now I would like to see a few wins. Um but you really want to establish, we talked about it before, the culture. We want to establish a culture. And I think the problem is when you have young players that aren't listening, you know, yeah, going in, firing the head coach, you know, that shakes things up. Right. But that that screws the culture. You have yeah. no culture then. You're just, it's just churn, churn, churn. I mean, even in, uh, you know, the championship year, we went through coaches, you know. it's Yeah. That's not a, I, I don't think that's a good sign. Um you know, if you're gonna, if you're, if you have faith in this coaching staff, you stick with them. I think you're right. You trade, you get whatever you can. I mean, I love Kevin Love, but he's not doing anything for us. Mm-hmm. You know, he's and Drummond. If we, like you said, if we get anything for him, great. Let's clear some space. I hate to say it because I, you know, the idea of tanking, but. It's not like they're gonna. This team's not gonna catch fire and and blaze right. through the mm. freaking playoffs. Right? It won't. You know. No. So, unfortunately, you know, yeah, the uh, the uh, lottery is not, uh, you know, as as good as it used to be. But sure, if we can get something and and build around that, I mean, I, yeah, I don't know. I don't. I I can't see any like great answer of what you should do. No. But I I don't think you should throw out the coaching staff again and right. and just perpetually start over and over and over we'll never have a culture firing the coaching staff is the exact opposite of what this what this team needs to do because i know these players love jb bickerstaff and yeah. just so anybody that's watching us and not watching the Cavs game they are now losing at the end of the first 31 to 28 to local well City it was Thunder. nice it was nice, <laughs> it was nice for <laughs> lead, a while the lead was nice while, while it lasted couldn't even get to the first quarter dang it damn it uh, but it's not the answer isn't firing JB Bickerstaff because while they while these players like the coach sometimes when you fire a coach then the players that don't like the coach they feel like okay you know not like if I act this way and I don't like the guy like they'll just get rid of him but I'm still here I'm still getting paid the coaches they're getting let go until I till we find the coach that maybe we like or at least the blame is being put all on J.B. Bickerstaff. While I am willing to put some blame on him when others are saying they're not, and I understand why they're, I understand why he they're saying. He does deserve some blame, right. but like, if, all we're of looking, it, if we're looking at a pie chart right. of, of blame game, I'm going like <laughs> probably 20% like Kobe, I'm probably going 10% J.B., and then the rest of it, 70% of it is all on the players. My percentages might be higher, but oh, by like like minuscule right. numbers, small of, numbers, of yeah. you know. Yeah. But anybody that's saying it's all on JB, you're you're that's not right. Agreed. Anybody that's saying yeah. it's not 
on JB at all, there is some blame that needs to be put there. But to put it all on the coach by firing them, then that also enables the players in a player-driven league. As the owner, it really comes down to trying to and for Dan Gilbert for what we've kind of what he's been able to have as part of his tenure as owner of the Cavs, mm-hmm. trying to build this team from the ground up instead of having that once in a generation player that can solve a lot of issues that you may have and can get you to the playoffs and a deep run in the playoffs most often, if not to the finals. It's taking a step back, looking at the full landscape of what the league is and how in the type of team that you have now, how do those teams climb out of it? Mm-hmm. And you can climb out of it within a couple of years. You don't have to be in this spot for a long time, but you can if, you, if you're naive to the fact that of what kind of status your team is, how right. close you are to competing for something in this league. So... As the owner of a basketball team, when you're in this position, and for Dan Gilbert, it's taking a step back, looking them, looking yourself in the mirror, figuring out what works best, then creating one mission statement for the rest of the team and establishing, helping to establish one culture where everyone is on the same page. I forget the terminology. What did the Browns say it was? It was when they were all on the same page, I forget like what it was like this common phrase that people were using kind of going into the off season. And I can't remember what it was. I, I, I can't, you know remember. what I'm talking about though? They were uh, alignment. That's what it was. The, the, the word, alignment, the alignment. Yes, yes. Yeah. I mean, as much as that, like it can't kind of came off cliche until we saw it produced on the field. It's, it's true. You got to have everybody on the same page right. from owner all the way down. So it's, Starting that alignment and making sure everyone is on that page so that the culture has an environment to develop and go from there. That's where this Cavs team is. I We could go all night on this, right. but it's, yeah. it's a topic that brings the mood all the way down. That's why, again, that's why I'm wearing the block <laughs> shirt tonight. If we want to know from you guys, though, throughout the week as you're watching this show, Who do you place blame on for where the Cavs are at, and how do they climb out of this? What is the right steps for this team? Is it tanking? Is it it trying to get back on the competing route this season or by next season? Is it the lottery? What is it? We want to know. Reach out to us at VTL underscore pod, at CLE underscore Paulus, at Kevin and Seven, and at LPV Productions. And we'll have some conversations with you throughout the week, and maybe some good conversations we may have. We'll talk about them next week on the show as well. From one team that doesn't seem like they're aligned to one that is quickly the jj watt watch is still going on what watch are you guys interested in this still because i'm not i'm just gonna drop right. the bomb right now i if he comes that's great that's what she said <laughs> dang it i've always been trying to avoid one of those statements <laughs> it that's was it. perfect yes it was there we go okay right. i'm sorry just go. A softball Please right on right. <laughs> yeah all right. Teed it up. Moving on. J- <laughs> That's tough to transition out of, too. That was pretty good. But if J.J. Watt were to sign with the Browns, yeah, I'm not like, yeah, you want J.J. Watt on this team because of what we've broken that down as much as we can. Yeah. But the whole, you know, kind of scrolling through Twitter, how Cleveland fans have always done, like, Someone, some big move is rumored. Is it happening? Is it happening? Let me keep scrolling. Oh, someone said it could happen by today. Let me keep scrolling. Right. Dang it. Didn't happen today. Wake up in the morning. Keep scrolling. Keep scrolling. Why watch again? Why right, watch, yeah. watch day 59? Right. I used to be one of those people. Yeah. With this, I'm not. 
where are you at? I'm still intrigued. You know, I'm I'm still intrigued. I mean, he he's leaving out breadcrumbs now. Mm -hmm. He he posted a picture of his dogs. Yeah, and uh, you know said what you know here in the new city or something like that. You know, whatever. Which I think is Chicago because his wife does play for the professional team out there in Chicago. Oh, okay. And they do a lot of uh, national team stuff because she's a soccer player. So they do awesome. a lot of national team stuff in Chicago. It's either Chicago or New York. I don't know. Right. It, it, wherever. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Um. I mean, I'm still intrigued. I still think that, you know, one of the best spots, a top five spot for him would be to sign with the Browns. More than the Steelers. I mean, Ravens don't have any money whatsoever. Um, so, like, yeah, I, I think that we, we, we're we the best in our division for that, for sure. I think the best overall place in the place that he is going to sign with eventually will be the Packers. I just, the writing's on the wall. They they cut Christian Kirksey the other day. Um, I think... <laughs> I, just, I gotta look at no, the Packers I know, fan. I know, in I know here, Packers you know? fan in the back, you know, my <laughs> wife. Uh, but I, I think he's gonna. I think he's gonna sign with with them. I mean, it, they were a, a bad couple of calls away mm -hmm. uh, from being in the Super Bowl, and I think that they probably would have beat the Kansas City Chiefs the way that Tom Brady, you know, played. I, Aaron Rodgers could have played like that too. So right. you know, like I think that he would have beat that. And then their defense is still solid, not great, but you know, if you add JJ Watt to that. Team, Team. That's, you know, once again, the Smith brothers and J.J. Watt. Yeah, absolutely. Go for that. Um, I would love to see him sign here, but Watt watch. I, like, I'm still intrigued. This time next week probably won't be, mm. but I think it gets done this week. I think he eventually signs this week. And, uh, and once again, I think it's going to be the Packers. Peter? Are you hitting refresh on social media constantly, or <laughs> no? Are you open? No, this? no, <laughs> not at I, all. I'm not. I, it would be great if he came here. I like I said last week. I don't think we need JJ Watt. We need a player like JJ Watt. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. You know, if the Browns are able to sign him, if he comes here and if he can produce, that's awesome. And I'll be I'll be happy if he signs here. I. I'm not holding my breath, and I'm not, you know, on pins and needles waiting for it to happen. Right. Um, yeah, if it happens, I'll be happy. If it doesn't, you know, it's really not going to change anything for me. Now, he did state that I think there were like three things that he wanted out of, you know, like the teams mm. that he's looking at. He wants, what, a quarterback, play, I believe playing time, and then money. Or Super Bowl uh, caliber well, team. Or do you, do you remember what it yeah, was? Yeah, I think it was Jake Trotter. And yeah. he said to besides being on a Super Bowl contending okay, team. Okay, besides that. Okay. It yeah. was it was QB. It was what was the second thing that you said? I uh I money? thought no, money was third. Mo I know money was, money was, I know third. Money was third. Playing time maybe? Maybe. Maybe. It was one of those. Yeah. But like, I mean, you look at you know, the, the everything that we have. Yeah. Okay. If you want to say quarterback, you know, you know, like I know a lot of people out there, oh, Baker's not mm. the you know, Baker's not the guy. I'd rather go play with Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, Aaron Rodgers is great. Okay, cool. Mm. But Baker did look great the last, you know, the last uh, you know, eight to uh, ten games right. of the year. You know, went twenty and two, you know, touchdown to interception ratio. So he looked phenomenal. So you figure if you bring that in, then you go opposite of miles and then we can offer you the most money because I believe we have the highest cap room in the league mm -hmm. or one of right. them. Uh, I, I mean, go from, go from there. I know last week we were saying that we don't want to pay, you know, the moon for him, mm -hmm. but I mean, we can justify it because we have more money than everyone else. So if you have to overspend a little bit to get them, okay, cool. 
But I don't think, like I said, I don't think he's going to Green Bay to sign a minimum contract no. in no. order for that to happen. Like I understand Green Bay might be a better overall situation, you know, for JJ. But I, I mean, our quarterback solid. The opposite of Miles is like heaven on earth. And then uh, you know, and then you have the money situation. So uh, once again, I think we're in the I think we're in the mix for it for oh, sure. Oh yeah. I've- I know Cleveland.com reported again today that we're that still in it. Right. Browns are still in it. Um, you know, if he goes to the Packers, I know they've already started to clear cap space. I think they got, I think they waived Christian Kirksey, former linebacker here. Kirksey and someone else, like a backup lineman or something. Yeah. Someone asked me this weekend, uh, you know, while I was with the uh, in laws, I'll just call them the in laws. Yeah, now. sure. You know, we're at that point. Might as well, we, right. We've been at that point for a long time. So she accepted the ring. She yeah, accepted the proposal. Yeah. They're in laws now. Yeah. yeah. So uh, they, you know, someone asked me this weekend because they saw that Kersey got let go. Would you bring him back? Because we need linebacker help. And I yeah. said, you know, I think about it, but he was more available to the Packers than he ever was to us, like this year than he ever right. was to us for the last several years. So yeah. while he has talent and can add something to that linebacker room, he's never available. Just like Kevin Love's never available, doesn't seem to be available for our Cleveland team. Right. So that's always a difficult thing to ask. Uh, Chris Gullion 65 uh, tweeted at us and said that what to the Colts, you know, they just got uh, Carson Wentz. They made that trade to get Carson Wentz. Now, I don't know their money situation. Right. They're, they're not paying Carson the $33 million that they right. were expected to. The Eagles are eating all that. First off Eagles. Whoa. Uh, God, that is, dumpster fire of all dumpster fires, owing $33 million to a guy that's not even playing on your team. He's playing for another team blows my mind. Uh, largest we know a lot about paying guys large, that aren't here. <laughs> well, well, largest cap hit in yeah. NFL history for a player playing for another, whatever. We feel you, Philly. Yeah, well, Philly, yeah, no, we, we feel you for for sure. But if I'm Philly, if I'm Philly fans, and, and mm. I know a couple of them, I, I understand you guys are bitter right now, yeah. but you won your Super Bowl. Okay, you, you know what? You can live in the seventh layer of hell for a little bit. You know, if we won a Super Bowl and then we immediately suck three years later, like I'm honestly, I'm probably good for another 10, 20, because you know what? I got that Super Bowl win that I can lean my hat on. That, and and you do. That's a championship hangover or honeymoon phase that, that wouldn't go away for a while. Oh, People no. talk about the Cavs right. honeymoon phase, like that, you know, they're still not they're We've not past sucked that. for 20 years. Yeah. <laughs> Give me a Super Bowl. I'll suck for another 20 years. Yeah. I'm totally fine with that. So people can stop saying we haven't been to a Super Bowl right. and we don't have a Lombardi trophy. Exactly. At least we got one. Yeah. Of course, if we get one, then, you know, our standards are going to go even. Well, even, well, I, even I, you, you look at the Cavs, you know, whenever right. they won it and then they went mm-hmm. to the finals the next two years and you're like, OK, we got to win right. one of these games. Yeah. Or one of these series. Right. But Indy, Indy's got some good players in that squad that, you know, kind of they do kind of going towards a solid the, team. On the other side of their career, though, too. So they're trying with Philip Rivers last year, and now Carson Wentz, a younger guy this year. They're trying to go. They're trying to get that next step. Philly can definitely live on that Super Bowl, though, because sure. they got it. Not just got a Super Bowl, they got one during the era of Tom Brady, where he has won seven out of ten appearances right. and has seven Super Bowl championships, and throwing them between boats. You know, <laughs> so <clears throat> if we got that in Cleveland, like you said, mm-hmm. it, we would we would love that there. But in terms of what 
to to the Browns and the whole conversation. You want to know how disinterested I am at this point? How's that? So pitchers and catchers reported <laughs> to. <laughs> I mean, I love the Indians. I sure. I, I do. Yeah. That, that's just that's just kind of like I'm really. Did, as, you, did you see uh, Frankie suit up for the I Mets? Did. He looks good. He did. He, he did. looks good. He does. I mean, Frankie's Frankie's a baller. Frankie's a ball player. And as difficult as this offseason has been for Indians fans, when pitchers and catchers report, it's always it's a, still a great time. Sure. It's still yeah, of course. good to see. I know Shane Bieber was dealing with COVID, but he's with the team now. Uh, thoughts out to, of course, Tito. He's dealing with uh, – he's had some uh, you know health issues throughout Staff the years. Staff infection. Staff infection, and he's in a boot. They got him – did you see the golf cart? That they got him to drive around Arizona. I, I haven't. No, because he he left the scooter in Cleveland since he can't. You know he's got the the boot on and everything. He's on right. crutches. They got him this golf cart and they've got like images with his face plastered on other images. <laughs> it's like him on Prince's body and that's like, great. There's like all these funny memes all over. Yeah. Um. And the Indians tweeted that out today. So, you know, it's still a it's still a good organization. That's like that's the toughest part is to see a team that's right now I I believe below. Forty million dollars in payroll, right? You know, it's like you still, you still got such great people there. You have the man, like one you, of the best managers ever, and you got a great front office. It's how where are you at? Because with pitchers and catchers just reporting, and we'll probably get some guests on to talk as as the, as the season gets closer to kind of give us. And I know that they restructured the whole uh, minor league system too, right? But just. You know, pitchers and catchers reporting, does it give you the same excitement as it has in the past? Sure. Uh, you know, like, I, I'm i always down for pitchers and catchers. You know, I am always down as soon as spring training happens. You know, I'm, I'm going to catch, hopefully, you know, they, they have them on, it, well, it's not what, STO anymore. Like, mm. whatever. It, wherever you can find it, mm. I'm going to try and find it, okay? Mm. And I'm going to watch some of their spring training. I don't know any of these players. You know, I kind mm-hmm. of feel like Major League, like, isn't this guy dead? You know, like, <laughs> like we'll cross him off the list. Mm-hmm. You know, like, I'm I'm expecting to see a lineup out there like that. Um, you, I think Chris Antonetti was, was asked the other day, like, do you guys think that you can still, you know, make the playoffs? Like, how good, you know, do you think that you guys are still going to be really good? Well, yeah, you know, we have Shane Bieber and Jose Ramirez. Okay, like, mm. do you have an outfield? Do you have, mm. like, do you, like, the rest of the mm. infield, you know, I don't know. Like, there's there's a lot of issues going on. I Tito, you always have a chance as long as you have him, mm. you know, in the dugout. So hopefully, you know, he, he helps out, but... I don't know. Like, uh, there's a lot of lot of really big question marks out there. I know uh, Fangraphs, I think, uh, set the over-under for the Indians at 81 and a half. Yeah. And then there was a separate one. I, I wish I knew it, but it was a 17% chance of making the playoffs. Okay. What do you think is more likely to happen? Peter, over-under, 81 and a half. Yeah, let, let's just do that. Yeah, yeah. I, I think the over Okay. okay, so so an over five hundred team. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Are they still playing one sixty two? Because the players, I believe so. Th- like, and that's why they reported now. Because I believe they, so. Yeah. Uh, it might be one fifty two or, or one sixty. It's yeah. One or the other. Okay. I I want to say I want to say over. I'm gonna I'm gonna say under. Because yeah. if it's 162, 81 is the is 500. 81 and 81. And that's I think they're assuming or yeah that it's 162. So I'm yeah. just gonna I'm just gonna assume that they are assuming 162 and putting it like just over 500. Yeah. 
I would have to take the under because I'm putting him Same. right at 500. I'm I'm a little under 500 okay. for it. So yeah, I mean, I could yeah. say 79 and 83, <laughs> like whatever, yeah. you know, whatever you want to do for that. But I think that they are going to be under. I mean, Shane Bieber is still a beast. I get it. You know, the playoffs, you know, that playoff game sort of hurt a little bit. But first time in the playoffs, mm-hmm. you, you're going to have you know issues like that. You know, right. you're going to have butterflies. So I get that. I'm not going to hold that against the guy. But once again, you have Hosey. Uh, and who you know like mm. like I, I know we we just signed um, uh, Eddie Rosario yes okay so great I mean he's killed us in the past huh. hope he does that he gets a little of that Indians <laughs> that that Indians fever that that's yes. what we need that's what we need Indians but. fever <laughs> am I allowed to sing that on here I uh, yeah sure, sure. okay Why not? yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah Indians fever fever yeah, well, I'm not going to go any further <laughs> right. uh, great though pitch perfect yeah that was oh, thanks. really good thank uh, you but it, you know, once again, we we don't have the talent out there. I think that we have a Triple A ball club out there, and, and it's unfortunate because I always look really forward to the Indians, mm-hmm. and, and especially the start of the year, middle of the year, I get a little little down, or you know, like you know, NFL training camps coming up. Yeah, I can't wait for that. But then towards the end of the year, I'm like, okay, playoff time, let's get it going. Right. Uh, but at the at, at the beginning of the year, obviously, I'm I'm hell bent on that. But right now, once again, Triple A team, I you know, Tito's. You know, top manager in the game. I get that, but even Tito can't fix this team. Yeah, with with right. all of its glaring issues of of not wanting to pay anybody. Yeah, easy there. If if, uh, if the future mother in law, the future awesome mother in law, Janet Fensmaker is watching right now. That's her. That's her. You know. She, yeah. she loves Tito. She loves Tito. Oh we, yeah. We, well, we were, who doesn't? We were, yeah. See, <laughs> yeah. we, were, we were so we were driving through downtown when we got engaged down yeah. there in between the two buildings, and uh, you know they they kind of know what place he stays at down okay. there. I think it's on Ninth Street or something. Sure. I don't know. Yeah. They, her and uh, Jana know exactly where where he stays. So she like she rolls down the window. It's cold. It is right. frigid outside. She rolls down the window as she's driving. She's like, "Hey, Tito!" <laughs> <laughs> and we were we we told her he's probably not there though because unfortunately because he might be in Arizona. Yeah, I guess he was there though. So oh, cool. he may have heard. Yeah, you know? Maybe Tito, if you heard, you know that's yeah. Give uh, you know Jana Fence to make her a shout out the next time you're out. <laughs> <laughs> but. If to be realistic, though, and to be honest, if the Indians are going to have any chance, it's not Shane. It's not just Shane Bieber. It's not Jose Ramirez. The name you look at is Terry Francona. Yeah, I know that it's even in this situation, it's difficult for a guy like Terry Francona to, you know, make a lot out of a little. But if there's anybody that you trust to do that in the game of baseball it is terry francona right and i'm gonna be there in front of my tv watching every single game i i love watching baseball as much as they have the the league has hurt their whole marketing stuff you look at a guy like lindor who yeah he's going to new york and he may be more marketable there but the best guy mike trout even even he you know there's people that the average sports fan that may not recognize mike trout because of how bad major league baseball is at marketing their players so chris antonetti is saying is trying to market his team by saying shane bieber and jose ramirez we know those names we're going to watch those games yeah but they're you know they're lower down the list if you can't get frankie lindor or mike trout to be recognized like so Baseball has more of an issue in getting their fan base back. I'm going to be there watching every single pitch and loving every single second of it as long as they're good enough and they can piece a triple-A, double-A outfield together. Right. But 
the Indians have, and as they go through this name change process too, and I know that they've taken Indians off some of their gear sure. already. I mean, if if they're going to do anything this year, it's Terry Francona. Yeah, that I don't want to give more credit to one person over the team and the effort, but he's he's the one that sets the culture. Players will follow him, and it'll go from there. That the that's how the Indians that's how the Indian season is going to be determined. I have them as a 500 team. If they are above a little bit above, and then that wild card spot, right? All the more power to you. If they're under, I won't be shocked. I won't be shocked, especially if Agreed. they have, especially if they have issues keeping those guys in the outfield healthy. Man, I would love to have Tyler Naquin here, but another guy that just pass. <laughs> I, no. I can't stand Tyler. I know. I, I'm, I'm sorry. Like Naquin's one of those guys to me that just like, you know what? Like he had the inside the park home run. Uh, and like honestly, that's the only memory that I'm like, you know what? That yeah, that mm. there we go. Like that's my only tip your hat moment. Yeah. Because after that, it's been nothing but borderline acceptable. You know, if, mm-hmm. if you want to state that, like I'm not calling the guy a scrub. The guy has he should be on a major league roster. Okay, just not for my Indians. Sorry. Like, like go go to Kansas City. Go and try and revive your career there right. if, if you want. But I wish him nothing but the best. You know, like, God bless you, you know, Tyler Naquin. Yeah. But you're just not doing it for me. I'd rather give someone an, an opportunity, a young, hungry guy, an opportunity to see what he does compared to trying to restart that career. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if he has a Christian Kirksey esque year like he had, like, in football. Sure. Where – wasn't necessarily healthy for us, but you know, stays healthy for the Reds, and you see what that potential was all about. Yeah. Like you see that talent out there. Did, did he sign with the Reds? I thought he did. Yeah, I okay. think he did. Well, yeah, hey, I good, think I believe luck. he did because yeah. he's down there. Uh, I think I saw that because then we were talking about Jan and I were talking about how he's going to be in Goodyear with the guys. The, then, then perfect. Yeah, good luck. You know, I, I can't God see bless everybody. <laughs> I can't see everybody because you're in a bubble. But that's, that's right. Yeah. I, I don't know. It's the, while the Browns are getting good and are competing for championships, and the Cavs have won one, and things have been, you know, Indians were going through a playoff stretch for a long time. Yeah. One constant, unfortunately, still in Cleveland is we have we still have players for all the teams that have a lot of potential, and just they're not available. They can't give it give us their best ability, and that's it's sad to see from our perspective as fans. Sometimes even more so for the guys that give back so much to the community. Leaving things there, and baseball may be an answer here for this final question, but to kind of hearken back and and honor our friends over at ESPN Cleveland, and just to kind of piggyback off of a question I know you guys were talking about yesterday on air, and when I heard it, I was like, man, I wish I had that idea. But we're going to borrow it. (laughs) We, you know, we're all friends, so we're going to borrow the idea. But I know you guys were talking about what sport you may not have played competitively, but you feel like you would have been really good at, really good to great at. So, so what sport? Just thinking about it, you may not have played it competitively, or you didn't play it competitively. You just played in the backyard, or you know, kind of just this. This question came from Chris Oldak, okay, once again, producer of the really big show. Um, and he was the host for ESPN Cleveland Overtime, uh, yesterday, which went from nine to 11. I don't know if that's going to be the set schedule for it, but either way, um, his question was because he was watching a little bit of the women's, you know, the women's Australian Open, okay, and uh, you know, he was. He thought to himself, he's like, he never played tennis before, but he thought, 
Yeah, like like professionally or you know right. like like you know in in a program, but he's you know hit you know you know got the racket out a little bit. He said he has a pretty mean backhand. Yeah, you know, like he's like he's like you know what I think I could do this. Um, so yeah, I mean that's how this question mm-hmm. all started. That being said, you know we're we're gonna piggyback off of this. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I want to hear. I gotta hear Peter's first. Yeah, I know. Peter. I, I, I gotta hear okay. Peter. So like so. Peter, did, first off, did you play like any sports growing up? Like at at a fairly competitive level. Mid- I mean middle school up basically. I mean the most I would probably say would be football. Okay. You know I played yeah. in high school, but I only played like my sophomore year. Uh, long story behind that, but if sure. you saw me play, I don't think you would call it competitive. <laughs> well, so we'll, we'll say football then was was well, competitive. Okay. Well, okay. Well, yeah. what what position well, by the way? I was uh, a defensive tackle and okay. an offense tackle. I was offensive nice. okay. defensive yeah. line. Played both um, ways. Yeah. Yeah. So. I was going to say like football or maybe even baseball because what I what I found out when I played in my sophomore year, yeah, I I wear glasses so I have contacts. Okay. Well, when I played football, my parents didn't have the money to to get like the fancy prescription sports goggles, goggles right? So I played without my glasses, and okay. I realized after I got contacts. Like, you know, football, you're a lineman. You got to hit the blob in front of you. You <laughs> yeah. got to push, tackle right. the guy with the yeah. ball. It's not that hard. Now, baseball, I played rec baseball. Yeah. I was horrible. Okay. And then after I got contacts, I played just, you know, some baseball here and there. Like right. Nothing. Mm. Out, you know, out with the fronts. Yeah. yeah. And all of a sudden, as I realized... I can see the damn ball. <laughs> and I realized the problem was when I was looking, I would see it out of the corner of my eye. Yeah. And by the time it got close to me, now it was in my glasses. Right. And it was about a foot away from where I thought it was. Yeah, unless you have the quickest hands in America. Right, right. You're, you're not hitting it. There was a big difference between where that ball was with and without my glasses. So right. it's like, you know, I'd go out, all of a sudden I'm hitting, like, I'm making contact, I'm hitting the ball. I'm like, I'm doing pretty good. I'm like, Damn. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> Full of my parents would have had a little could, bit of money. Could have had that Mike Trout contract. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, nah, yeah, sure. Sure, sure why not? Yeah, let's go for that. You guys can't see me. <laughs> the only site guaranteed to be 2020 <clears throat> is hindsight. <laughs> right. That is true. <laughs> that is true. That is very true. Uh, wow. I was thinking about this question, and a few sports came to mind. I really, when I first saw it, I didn't, I guess I didn't read it carefully, but I, okay. you know, I luckily I talked it out and realize what the question was asking because i would have said swimming because i actually swam but i actually swam competitively so like that takes it out i swam until i was 14 so in my middle school years summer club that's competitive yeah Yeah. i think that's a sport that i gave up on too soon that i think i could have been really good at should if i put in the whole year work on it if i were to pick a sport that I didn't play competitively there's there's actually two now I'd love to say football but if you see my frame it <laughs> was slender frame right it was even more slender back in high school <laughs> and things like that while I had the speed guys were going to catch up to me they were going to tackle me so yeah. I can break and I can break football film down I can understand I can play by play right. I can call it I can know what each guy is responsible for the different levels they're playing at and talk about it give my opinions on it here but I can't. I don't know that I'd be very good. I'd probably deal with a lot of injuries myself. Sure, I wouldn't be available. <laughs> I would say baseball or volleyball. Baseball because okay. I, you know, over the over the summer, you know, just picking up a bat for the first time, even you know, it was adult softball, but just kind of getting out there uh, and 
people that, you know, my in-laws have been in the baseball and softball scene for a long time. And some, some friends that I have have been in there and I've never really swung an actual bat before, never swung an actual bat before. Okay. And they said, you know, the swing looks kind of natural. If I would have had time to perfect some skills and the nuances sure. of the sport, the skills, I'd probably be an outfielder with my speed, top of the lineup type guy, speed around the bases. Right. But volleyball, because when we would do, you know, school charity volleyball games, the, the guy you could go to to get an ace. That was you. From the service line. Really? Okay. This guy. So, like, for me, for volleyball, like... Yeah. I, I never had like the greatest. I'm mm. a short, fat guy. You know, like, you know, like let's just be honest. Um, it, like whenever I was serving, my serves wouldn't go super fast or, or mm. you know be anything like that. I was telling my wife earlier, like they would literally be like this far over the net, so like no one would go at it because they're okay. like, oh, it's gonna hit the net. I perfected that. Okay, like I'd hit it every time, mm. and it's like, oh, that that's gonna hit the net. Don't worry about it. And it's like, zoo, and it would mm. just drop. And like everyone was like, what the? So like I'd hit an ace every single yeah. time in gym. I, I had that with the overhand a little okay. bit. Okay, I had yeah. that with the overhead a little bit. No run up to it, just kind of stand still. But I had there's like an action shot in my senior yearbook right. from high school from the uh, teacher teacher <laughs> senior just, volleyball game. Yeah, there's like yeah, it's 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 like perfect form and everything. But. That's awesome. You do, you do know and going back to the baseball real quick there yeah. for you. The hardest thing to do in sports. Is hit a is hit a fastball or just hit yeah. a ball? <laughs> right. Like so, but you think that you'd be pretty good at it? I'd be I'd be pretty good. Like I'm not saying hand great. eye coordination pretty solid, pretty solid. Okay, yeah. I mean, I know. you need to be great at that. Yeah, for for that. But yeah, right. I mean, if I were to, because my parents never put us in sports at all. Like my okay. first competitive sport was in sixth grade playing yeah. soccer. I okay. had just gone to soccer camps, right. basketball camps, swam in the summer. Yeah, never was never played baseball. I was the runner. That's my my family lineage is running. Um, it's I wish I would have played though because as much as I love the sport, my grandpa kind of sitting there watching baseball games with him and loving yeah. the sport as much as I did. I wish I had an opportunity to play as a little kid to see if I could have been any good to develop those skills. Sure, too late now. Eh. To, too late now. You, you never know. I mean, adult softball, you know, I could. I was going to say, you know, and and that's always a good time. Yeah. That's always a fun time. Apparently, I catch the ball weird when I'm in the outfield. That's How do what you I, catch it? I don't know. I, <laughs> I, I'm just, that's what I've, that's, that's what I've been by. Do you, that's do you what go to like Scotty Smalls, you know, and, uh, you know, in uh, uh, the Sandlot and just no, hold your. Uh, I don't know. That's what I was told by yeah. the, by, okay. the, by the fiance. You know, that's the okay. that's the criticism she had. Well, and she would she would know, of of all the people. Yes. Yeah. She she would know. She would know. That's, that's she right. is, she knows all about softball and baseball. She right. you know she played on the boys teams playing baseball as long as she could and yeah. you know was one of the better softball players coming out of the state of Ohio around that time. Nice. So Kelly was uh, all state at uh, uh, catching. She was yeah all mm. state. She didn't not not too bad. Not too bad. Not, not too bad. Yeah, I always, I always say because obviously, you know, if, if we, if and hopefully when we have kids, mm. if we have, if we have a little girl, you know, I would love to have them play softball and stuff. I always joke with her. I'm like, well, you know, she'll be a cheerleader. No softball. Yeah, mm. and like I always mm. joke. Obviously, and she gives me that exact <laughs> evil eye right there. Um, but yeah, no. So that that's awesome. Yeah, there's no cheerleaders in my family either. Right. <laughs> hey, whatever. And I, I, I tell this to Cal all the time like whatever the kids want to do like i'm as long as they want to play a sport like uh, i'm gonna push sports on them as much as possible obviously <laughs> i think that's what we all have to do yeah uh 
but like I, I, I think team sports if for for children right. is such a, a a huge huge thing. I for me personally, and a differentiation of you know especially when they're younger yeah the sports because while if you're going to dedicate time to one you do need to kind of focus on it year round yeah but a lot of kids they're pretty good athletes and they're pretty good at some like a lot of sports yeah it's allowing them to kind of figure out what they really want right you know it's it's tough when you kind of get put on one track right away versus another the worst thing that you could possibly do is force something on a a child because they're just going to resent you at that point they're going to resent you they're going to get burnt out and you know there's some talented talented kids that haven't gone on to you know kind of meet that been able to meet that potential because they're just they're burned out and i get it i get it hell yeah i tell my i tell my soccer parents every single time i get a new team and a new group of parents i tell them all the time if when we get to indoor season in the winter or even if they have other things going on in the fall too because we're not playing at the school level just yet even if you were in high school play multiple sports i'm okay with that if we have a practice in indoor and we're not really having games and they have a game for something else you best rest assured you better go to that i want them in other sports i'm not i know some coaches push their sport over others i'm one to push all sports and even other activities you know it's it's drama it's uh art Mm -hmm. whatever these kids are passionate about they want Allow them to experience it and don't force one angle or the other. That's agreed. Kids resenting you is easy for us to say. We don't have kids. Yeah, <laughs> Peter's my, over here all quiet. Like my, like my kids don't play sports, so they they both did like the soccer. Like sure. we tried to get yeah. them involved, and it they just really didn't care for it. And yeah. they but they both take piano lessons. Jacob takes and piano that's and awesome. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So they they're engaged in stuff, and it's it's that's um, the biggest thing. Try yeah. to let them uh, you know let them find what they want to do because you know I've had interest in sports like i said i played football um played poorly baseball and uh (laughs) you know but i also played music so i was in band i was in guitar and And i was just gonna say like any just as long as kids are out there being kids and doing the things that like are it's just such a big thing in life i you know like the worst thing in and i know people that were like this that were just like you know just vegetables mm-hmm. you know did nothing like like never tried anything right. never wanted to do anything and like you're gonna have you know moody people and everything mm-hmm. like that but like i think it's always a good thing to get out there and test the waters with something <laughs> but once again like you don't want to force anybody to do anything right because that's whenever you have backlash and issues and, and things of that sort of i do force joseph to take piano do you well <laughs> here's the thing he, he hates practicing sure but He's re- he's really good at it. He mm-hmm. knows he's really good at it, which is why well, he doesn't yeah. practice. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, yeah. Then, but then he gets right before lesson time. He gets a little nervous because he hasn't practiced. Yeah, and he's mm. afraid he's going to get in trouble. Okay, but he does he does a good job. And for a while there, he was like Jacob has been playing. I don't even know remember how long Jacob's mm-hmm. been playing. But Joseph started earlier than Jacob did, mm-hmm. and Joseph was on fire because he wanted to pass Jacob. Okay. He wanted. He was yeah. just tearing through the book. Brotherly rivalry. Yeah, yeah, I mean they're they're almost five years apart in age. Yeah, and but Joe was like, doesn't matter. I'm right. gonna I'm gonna beat him, and and he he does do a good job, and he yeah. How did you take well that, Jacob? <laughs> it's fine. That's fine. Yeah, it's, <laughs> right now, Jacob's tearing it up through like drum lessons, so he's That's good. awesome. Yeah, he's uh, 
cost me money there as teachers. Like, well, hey, get go. this get this new book. It might not be around for long because he's going through these things pretty fast. So yeah. there you go. Yeah, these philosophical conversations can we could They're, go on. We could go on for, for days. For days. Yeah. But just real quick, as we're kind of wrapping up, yeah. what what did you say yesterday? Because I know so, a lot of people probably tuned in. But yeah. what did you say yesterday? A lot. We had a lot of a lot of fun. Mike Rizzo said that uh, volleyball and ostrich riding, which <laughs> threw uh, me for a loop. He said that he 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 saw it on YouTube. And he's like, I could do that. Yeah. It's like horse riding, but like it's like you know whatever. I mean, I think I saw that on Swiss Family Robinson. (laughs) That that could take us down a whole other rabbit hole. I'm going to say is Raul Colt, Riz, Little Riz. Just stop. I'm calling Just him. Doc, I'm calling him Doctor Doolittle now okay. because, like, because apparently he said that you know he like deer will come up to him and eat out of his hand and little squirrels and he had chickadees on him and I was like, dude, like you're you're an animal whisperer. That's that's what you. So I'm gonna call. He, he is mm. the wild cold. He is the wild cold for sure. Yeah. Uh, real quick for me, uh, I, I played a lot of sports growing up. Mm. And now, I mean, if you want to say competitively, like I played soccer until I was like in eighth grade. Okay, but mm. like I played football. I played baseball. Baseball, uh, basketball. I mean, it wasn't great at any of them. You know, football, I was okay. I, I was okay at football. Um, but that all being said, like, I think I would be a phenomenal sumo wrestler. <laughs> low, low center of gravity. My, my balance is impeccable. Okay. I have, I keep saying this. Mm. I, I have yet to fall like slip on ice or, or anything like that in like 10 years. I don't fall. I, right. Yeah, right. <laughs> just, just knock on. Hey, knock watch on him in the parking lot. There's exactly. a lot of ice outside. Uh, <laughs> there, there is. Uh, but, you know, I, the low center of gravity, but like, I, I, I'm i a brick house. Okay. Mm. I'm a brick house. No one can take me down. So, like, if we're on the mat, like, you know, do, 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 do. Like, I think I could take, you know, a couple of sumo wrestlers. And they might be, like, a foot taller than me, but I'm as big as they are. So, I think I like my chances. Uh, the other one uh, that that we were talking about. And once again, I played soccer, mm. but like my sister, it, like, like mm. what you said, um, I, like, I think I would have been really good at soccer a, as a goalie. Okay. Like I was a great goalie growing up. Yeah. Um, I only let, I only let one goal in three years go past me. Mm. I was, I was really good. We, we, we were a decent team. Uh, house for sure. Right. Yeah. Entry music for sumo wrestling. <laughs> He's a brick. <laughs> house. Uh, uh, but sumo, and then I'm gonna throw you, I'm throw you a loop for one. I don't know if you're gonna consider it, uh, or you know, consider mm. it a sport or not. But like, uh, like, uh, like rifles, like, like gun. Uh, yeah, yeah, okay. gun I got you. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I never knew, like, in, like I've shot guns before, not a lot, but you know, in the past, um, this this past uh, summer, we went down to buy my car mm-hmm. down in Florida, and he's basically my uncle. Uh, you know, we we were down at his house staying down there and he has, I mean, a boatload of rifles. I mean, he's, he's from Florida. He's, he's crazy down there. But so we're in his backyard and about 40 to 60 yards out, Mm -hmm. you know, he he has all these jugs and they all have like colored water in them. And yeah, he's just like, okay, yeah, start, start shooting. We started off with the handguns. Not great with handguns. Okay. I'm not going to lie. Like I think from like me to you, I got, but like, you know, you go to the end of the place, you know, I'm, I'm going to miss you. Okay. Uh, but rifles, and like, I understand, you know, like, oh, you got a scope on mm. and everything like that, but you still got to hold it straight. Yes. You got to be like super steady. I'm awesome. I am legit 
awesome. I, I was making fun of, uh, you know, telling my wife, Kelly, you know, she was there and she was like, damn, like, you're really good. My brother-in-law, Brian, said, he's like, Nick, you are like the surprisingly really good. Nicest compliment he's ever said to me. <laughs> like, like easily the nicest thing the guy has ever said in his entire life to me was you're pretty good with a gun. I was like, <laughs> yeah, there we go. Uh, but no, I, I'm actually really good with a rifle. Really? Like I, I'm so good that like I'm, I contemplated getting a rifle and just doing it for like fun. Mm. Yeah. And like, because I'm not a, once again, I'm not a huge gun guy, not a huge gun nut or anything like that. But I told him, I was like, whatever gun that <laughs> was, whatever rifle mm. that was, I have it written down somewhere. Like I'm going to buy that exact gun, the exact scope and just like, and just do target practice yeah. as much as possible. Because like I said, I can hit, I can hit some targets and, and surprisingly well. Well, I shot my first gun this past weekend. Yeah, how'd that go? <laughs> Long story short, yeah, we'll save this. We'll save this story for another day. Okay, not my, not my, not your finest hour. <laughs> not my finest hour. <laughs> but that's that's a story for another another episode. If for you sure. guys want to reach out to us and let us know your uh, the sport you feel like you could have been pretty good at, but never got a chance to play competitively, or you want to let us know what's wrong with the Cavs, how would you fix them? Are you done with J.J. Watt? Are you excited for baseball? Anything we talked about tonight, reach out to us at VTL underscore pod on Twitter and at CLE underscore Paulus, at CLE underscore Paulus, at Kevin and Seven, and at LPV Productions on Twitter. We'll have those conversations with you throughout the week. But that is going to wrap it up for this edition of The Voice of Land. Thank you to Big Play Network and Dave as always, for welcoming welcoming us into the family. And for all of you sports fans out there, please remember, don't let anyone ever tell you it's just a game. For my brother Nick Paulus and our producer extraordinaire Peter Tellup, signing off this Sunday night, February 21st, 2021, letting you guys know we love you all 3,000, and we'll see you all next week.